This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Cattitude. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. You know, there's been a lot of pet adoptions, a lot of new cat pet parents out there. But, you know, it's been a trying couple of years. So what do you do if you have a crisis and you need someone to help you out, you know? Or if you might not be able to be with your pet for a little while. And I didn't even know there was an organization that helps, but there is. So let's hear all about it. We'll be right back. Listen up, cat lovers. If you're planning a vacation, you need to hear about trusted house sitters. They connect pet parents with verified and background checked sitters so you can travel worry-free knowing your fur baby has all the care and company they could need. I love this. I can't stand the thought of my pets being lonely or being in a kennel, so I can't wait to sign up. Catitude listeners, you get 20% off today with code CATITUDE20. That's CATITUDE20. Go to TrustedHouseSitters.com and use the code CATITUDE20 for 20% off. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Gabe Horton. He's the executive director of Poster Nashville. Welcome, Gabe. Hi, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited to have you. So you do what's called crisis foster care. So, Gabe, when I think of crisis foster care, I think of, you know, a place I can go where I have my cat, but, you know, I have to go somewhere to take care of a sick relative and I can't put my cat with a sitter or anybody for a month. What could I do? Or or if someone, you know, has a situation at home where they temporarily cannot take care of their cat. Is that kind of what you do? Yeah. So, so Poster Nashville, we make the pun that it's foster homes for those with paws. And so, like you said, it's crisis foster care. And the way that I like to think about it is just like you said, if you are a pet owner, I'm sure that most of your listeners have cats at home and something happens where you're temporarily unable to care for your cat, uh, what would you do? Now, like you said, a lot of us, maybe we have family or friends who could come by and watch them. Maybe we can afford to pay a pet sitter. But so many people don't have those kinds of resources, either financial or the social network. And so what happens so many times, too many times, is that when someone is in a, a temporary crisis, they end up permanently losing their pet. They either surrender them to a shelter or rehome them. So so Poster steps in there to give pet owners who are in crisis a different choice. We would house your cat or dog until you are back on your feet and ready to be reunited. And the whole point of that is, one, it keeps the pet out of the shelter, but more than that, it keeps your family together. Because we know that the best place for any pet is with the family who already knows and loves them. So that's what crisis foster care is all about. It's just keeping pets and their people together. I think that 
This is just one of the best ideas I have heard in a long time. Although I hear many, many on my with my show and my guests. So, but you know, if you think about it, there's so many times where people have situations where they have to be gone for a while, you know, take care of an elderly relative or, you know, some kind of situation where, or it's a temporary, you know, out of work thing that they don't want to give up their pet, but they're in like dire straits. What do you do? And I think that's how I found Dennis because he was abandoned. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So now Poster is based in Nashville. How many other locations or other crisis fostered types of places are there around the U.S.? We're heard everywhere globally, of course, but the U.S. and Canada is most of our listenership. Yeah. um, So organizations are slowly popping up around the country that do some version of crisis foster care. In fact, we're just this last week have been organizing a support call so that we can all get together and kind of talk about what's working and, and what's not and what we can do better. So there are some, I mean, I'll, I'll shout out uh, some that started right around the same time we did. There's a pause between homes in Atlanta, Georgia, that helps people who are in transitional housing. There's a place called Rough Haven out in Utah that's been just started, I think, when we did in 2020. A great one called Ahimsa House in Georgia that focuses on survivors of domestic violence and housing their pets. Poster is a, a catch-all, so we don't have any boundaries around what constitutes a crisis. So it could be domestic violence, it could be hospitalization, a housing issue, addiction treatment, really anything. But if there's one message that I would want to get out for for your listeners is if you live, no matter where you live, there are people in your community who are permanently surrendering or rehoming their cat because of a temporary crisis. And chances are that there's not an organization right now in that community that's providing crisis foster care. So if somebody's listening out there who wants to help solve a problem in your community that has a really pretty simple solution, then I can't encourage you enough to see about starting a crisis foster care program in your own community. It could look like Poster, where it's its own nonprofit, or it could just be a program that's a part of a bigger organization like your local shelter or humane association or rescue. Because people, when they hear these stories of of folks who are in crisis losing their pets for no reason, they want to help. And really anybody can do that. Anybody can be that catalyst to start something in your own community. That's fabulous. But, you know, you gave some great ideas of life changes that might cause someone to have to temporarily give up their pet. But what does it look like on the other side? What is it like? You said you guys started in 2020. So during the pandemic, and you know, we know what happened then. There was a lot of people were lonely. There's a lot of adoptions, a lot of cats were adopted, dogs too, but even more cats because there's so many in shelters. And then a lot were brought back because people went back in the worst force and all that kind of stuff. So what goes on in your end? How does it work, so to speak? Yeah. So what's interesting is that we haven't, we have not seen, I mean, we're not the people who are going to see it. That's more, I guess, the shelters, but we haven't seen a lot of those, the stories of the pandemic kittens getting returned. Most of ours are people who are really doing everything they possibly can to keep their pet. And they've just reached the last resort and they don't even want to let us foster their pet. You know, it's hard to say goodbye, even just for a short time, but 
Yeah. So it's a pretty simple process is somebody can either contact us directly or we have relationships with a lot of other organizations in the area. So somebody may go to a domestic violence shelter or to a transitional housing agency and they have a pet and the shelter can't can't house the pet. So they would reach out to us and then it's all about just matching. And um, you know, it's, it's the same with your listeners when they were adopting a cat, that it's all about making a good match between the, the cat and the family and the situation that they have at home. So that's kind of where Poster's job is, is we're just that that a middle person to to connect the fosters with the pet that's a good fit for them. And then we provide all of the supplies that they need, all of the veterinary care. We, we try to make it as easy as possible on the fosters themselves. And then while somebody is having their pet in foster care, we are giving them regular, at least weekly updates with pictures so that they know how their pet's doing. They keep us up to date on how they're progressing towards being able to take their pet back home. And then within three months, usually our average is actually just over two months, the pet owners are able to take their pets back. And that's kind of the best part by far of the of the whole gig is getting to see a pet go back to their owner who they haven't seen in two, three months. It's yeah, it's a very rewarding job. Yes, I can imagine. As you were talking, and I want to hear some stories, we'll do that after our break. But as you were talking, I was just wondering, I hope this is a small number. What's the percentage approximately of people that don't come back? That's our big measure of how good of a job we're doing. Uh, We call it our reunite rate. And so right now, 91% of pets are going home to their owners. And that other 9% is almost entirely owners who have health issues specifically, and they decide after a very long time and a very hard decision that they're just not ever going to be healthy enough to take care of their pets again. So that's been really encouraging to just see that people people really want their pets. They're not throwing their pets off on posture and then making a run for it. This is a last resort and a temporary solution for them until they can get their pet back home. Yes. And it's nice hearing that it doesn't sound like it's a situation that's being taken advantage of. And as you're talking about this, we're not talking about the people that do horrible things like abandoned pets on the side of the road or anything like that. We're talking about people that love their pets. They love their cats and they have to have someone else take care of them for a short time. We're going to come right back after the break. And Gabe, I want to hear a couple of those great cat stories. We'll be right back. As a pet parent to a dog and a cat, you're going to run into some catastrophes. Your dog eating up the cat's food or scavenging in the litter box is one of them. With DoorBuddy, you don't have to worry about cutting a hole in your door or struggling with a pet gate. DoorBuddy's adjustable door strap installs in seconds and without any tools. Finally, an easier way to let cats into rooms and keep dogs out of trouble. For 20% off DoorBuddy, use code CATITUDE20. That's CATITUDE20 at thedoorbuddy.com. That's thedoorbuddy.com. Give your cat back its space today. Hey, everyone. Michelle Fern here. You know, I love using dog crates for my kitties, especially when I'm introducing them to the rest of the members of the household. And I really love Digs. That's Digs with two Gs. Revel collapsible dog crate. 
you know, they don't make cat collapsible crates that are big enough for several cats. So Diggs Crate is what I need. It's fabulous. It's safe. It's convenient. You could set it up in less than a minute. You can literally raise it and collapse it with one hand. Super easy to transport and very easy to clean. And you know, while the kitties are hanging in the crate, they look good in my living room. The Rebel Crate looks like furniture. And if you're traveling this summer, make sure you check out Diggs' five-star crash-test-rated passenger travel carrier. It's small enough to fit right under your airline seat, but with plenty of space for your fur babe. Make your pets more comfortable with Diggs' wonderful products. And for a limited time, I'd like to offer you 15% off your entire Diggs order. Go to digs.pet and use promo code PETLIFE15. That's D-I-G-G-S dot pet with promo code PETLIFE15 to get 15% off. Order today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. So we've been talking about crisis care for your pets with Gabe from Foster, Nashville. And Gabe, do you have a couple of stories you can share? Absolutely. Yeah, I love the story of our first Poster pet we ever had, who was a little cat named Kimora. And her story was, it was really, it was the perfect COVID pandemic story of just hope and people joining together. Um, So her story is really powerful because her owner was a low wage healthcare worker, you know, one of those people who does the hardest work and gets paid the least. And his job sent him out of state just really suddenly. It was during one of those surges in 2020. And he didn't even have housing where he was going. He had this cat they didn't know what to do with. He had less than a month to figure it all out. And so he found Poster and we were able to find a foster. And this was, again, our very first foster cat. So it was all exciting and new. And the great part is that his foster, when she signed up, she told us the story about when she was a kid and her father was in the military. They lived overseas. And while they were overseas, they adopted a dog. And when they were coming back home, they couldn't bring the dog on the plane. So it was very similar to these stories that we hear all the time. And they luckily had a family friend there out of the country who offered to watch the dog for several months until they could figure out how to get it back home. And so she was signing up, not because she just wanted a, you know, a cute cat in the house. She was signing up because she's been there and she knew exactly what it was like to have to think about losing your pet. So anyway, so Kimora, we get her into the foster home, um, the foster, she falls in love. And within just a couple of months, Kimura's owner was able to get settled out of state, get an apartment, and um, we were able to bring Kimura home to him. Again, it's hard to figure out all these logistics sometimes. So what's amazing is we actually partnered with another organization who does cross-country transports. And so it all told, I think 16 people joined together to get Kimura from Nashville all the way out to Colorado in in just little short, like one hour drives. It was a beautiful thing all to get this little cat back to her owner. 
Oh, I have goosebumps when you're talking about that. You know, it's the power of us pet people, you know, people that that are just we're either we're pet parents or been pet parents and we know what it's like. And it's a lot of paying it forward. And there's so many out there that do what they do just for the, the love of, you know, their animals. You know, here are all the cats, but dogs too, you know, and and others that who knows, but there's so many wonderful people out there. I want to hear another story, but and that was a wonderful story. Let's talk briefly. How does someone get involved if they want to foster? They're not starting an organization, but they want to do temporarily foster to, you know, kind of help others out, pay it forward, give back goodness of their heart. Yeah, absolutely. So we're in Middle Tennessee. So obviously, if any of your listeners are in Middle Tennessee, by all means, um, you can sign up to foster or volunteer or I'm sure you can reach out to foster in your own neighborhoods. Again, fostering is not all crisis foster care. In fact, most fostering is for rescues and adoptable pets. So I encourage everyone to foster, whether you have a cat or not. It's really, it's a painless process. And I think most organizations are trying to really lower the barriers to fostering. So you know, it used to be that you felt like you were trying out to get into the FBI if you wanted to adopt a pet or even foster. And what organizations have learned is that that doesn't really determine whether somebody's going to be a good foster or not. It just it just keeps people who would be good fosters from fostering. So, so most places are really trying to open it up for you. We at Poster, we provide all the supplies. We don't want a foster to really have to spend any money at all. So we do all the vetting, we provide the supplies. And then, yeah, we try and get all the information we can about your home setup, your situation. With cats, it's a whole lot easier really to make a match. I mean, cats, as you probably know, they can be happy in a lot of different situations. They Obviously, they don't need a big fenced-in yard to run around in like a dog. So people in apartments make great cat fosters. Exactly. They just need a place, you know, to chill, something to climb, food, a place to chill, somewhere to nap, you know, (laughs) that's maybe a little place for the view. But yeah, cats are pretty easy. Probably the most challenging is litter box, but you know, no big deal. Yes. And you know, what's really great about the kind of fostering that we do is that they come from owners. So you know, I always warn fosters that anything can happen when a cat's in a new place. But for the most part, these cats are coming from one in home environment to another. Um, so that that's proven to be really helpful with fostering is that um, it's a lot easier to transition from a, a home to a home than from, say, a shelter to a home. Right. Or the street. Oh, yes, exactly. Right I, I, I'm sure so many of your listeners have done that process of of introducing a cat fresh. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to adopt these days. And yes, when you adopt right from the street, you never know. And to this day, no matter what, maybe I need Jackson Galaxy to come to my house because one of my cats still always has to do something outside the box. She, I don't know. I think we all need Jackson Galaxy to come to our house. Yeah, that would be nice, right? Right. Listening. (laughs) But I've had him on the show a couple of times. Amazing guy. But let's talk about another story that um, you can share with us of a great foster situation with the cat. Sure. Yeah. So most of the time we have adult cats because, you know, people who find themselves in a crisis, usually it doesn't happen right when you get a new kitten. 
Um, but for one pet owner, that's exactly what happened. She actually rescued this kitten from, it was a, I think she said it was a farm and she was staying there and these kittens had been born in the farmhouse. And anyway, she, she rescued this little kitten and then within a month lost that housing. And that's something that I've noticed so often is that the people we work with, they, they love these pets so much that they put the pets before themselves. So she's more worried about this new baby kitten she just rescued than, than about her own housing. And so when she called us up, she was actually living in a car with Nala and her big brother, Luke. So Nala's the little kitten and Luke is this big old lumbering dog who just treated little new kitten Nala like the little sister he never had. But this was last summer and it was getting hot. It wasn't safe for them to be in the car anymore. And she knew it. So she found somewhere for the dog to go. And then she called us and one of our great longtime Poster Fosters took Nala in and they just had the adventure of a lifetime. It was, you know, all the all the fun of a of a kitten without the the hard part of those early weeks. We got her spayed, we got her vaccinated, microchipped, all of that. And then just after two months, her owner was back on her feet and ready to bring Nala home, a good two pounds heavier at this point. And she actually sent us this great video when they were reunited of big brother Luke, the big dog, laying on a bed with Nala. And he, he had her trapped between his paws and he was licking her head. And it just reminded me of that scene from The Lion King when the moms are licking the heads and the kids are trying to get away, which I just realized is really fitting because her name is Nala. But yeah, it's just, it's one of those stories about, it's just about what didn't happen, I think is what's so cool is that because there was a foster willing to take in this kitten, she didn't end up being surrendered to a shelter. And Lord knows there were enough kittens coming in last summer that already needed a home. And the family didn't have to lose their pet. And big brother Luke didn't have to lose his little sister. So um, yeah, it was a beautiful story. Very beautiful. Very touching. I love hearing stories like that. So how can people learn more about Poster? I know you're in Nashville, but you have a website, I'm sure. They can go to your website, find out more about you, and then you know take it from there. Or even maybe contact you guys and say, do you know of a place in my you know, area of the country. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they can always visit our website. It's posternashville.org. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We even just got a TikTok. Not really sure what we're doing with that yet, but you can (laughs) check it out. And um, yeah, on the website, you can sign up to foster. Uh, We also have volunteers who drive. Of course, if you want to support us from elsewhere, we are a nonprofit. We rely entirely on donations. So we always welcome those. And, And I'm also happy to point you in the direction of other organizations maybe closer who are like ours. Or again, if somebody is interested in starting this, we're new to it. So we're all figuring it out. But I'd love to kind of share what we've learned and point you in the direction of the resources that helped us get started. Thank you for all that information. And, you know, I'm so glad you came on Catitude because so many people are not aware that this type of organization exists. You know, you have places that can foster temporarily, but there's, they're far and few between, but crisis fostering is kind of different. Usually people foster from a shelter like a humane society or something or a small one, but then they're 
the dogs are adopted. It's not a crisis situation. So I think hopefully this show will get the word out so people know this exists and know that there's steps they can take to be a foster pet parent or maybe start, like you said, start their own organization. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just glad we got to share some good stories of cats and and talk a little bit about this new thing we're doing. Well, Gabe, thank you so much for coming on Catitude. I think my listeners are going to love this show. And uh, I appreciate so much all that you do. You guys do wonders out there. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Well, my fellow cat lovers, I hope you enjoyed this show. It's so nice to know there's organizations like this exist. You know, crisis foster care. If you have a certain situation come up that you don't have to relinquish your pet and you can get your pet back. I want to thank my guest, Gabe, for coming on Catitude and sharing this wonderful information with us. I'd like to thank my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. Thanks to all my cats, which, you know, they're all strays and abandoned. So their owners didn't know there was foster care. So thanks to my cat crew, which is Molly, Charlotte, Dennis, Jeffro, and Sammy. And thanks to Nikki the dog for being a happy camper with all the cats. And especially a huge, huge, huge thank you to my listening audience. I appreciate it so much. If you have inquiries, uh, you can send it through the message at, at Michelle Fern Pet or Michelle at PetLifeRadio.com. And remember, lose the attitude, have catitude. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.